Urban Roasters real quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. How are you doing, Todd? Hey, buddy. I'm doing well. How are you? Well, doing good. Well, listen, this topic today is one that lots of people on social media are talking about. Um, and it has to do with the, the Syrian refugee crisis. As a believer, um, you know, what is our response? How am I supposed to respond to this as a, as a person who is a Christ follower? Well, the great news is, is that God's Word is able to teach us and reprove us and correct us and train us in all things. And so there's principles here that we can apply. And it's a big question because even recently, as our president said, we're going to continue to welcome Syrian refugees. And there's been some concern that uh, people came through the Syria refugee program into the current Paris incident. And they're like, hey, we're going to let terrorists into our country. We've already got a problem here. And by the way, we're not talking about illegal immigration from our southern border. That's a, a separate topic. We've dealt with that on a series we did called Declaration, which I would encourage people to watch. But there is some overlap and there is some um, similarities in, in some things that we can say. Let me tell you, the rule of law is important. And I understand that, that a lot of people are up in arms because governors, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, governor of Alabama, governor of Arkansas, many other states, has said, hey, we're not going to welcome Syrian refugees here anymore. And they're telling our president they're not going to come here. Scott Walker in Wisconsin. And, um, and people are saying, what are you doing? Man, it's like turning the Jews away during the Holocaust, right? Or, um, or they would say on the other side is, what are you doing, President Obama? Are you just inviting people in to destroy our country? Neither one of those straw men are helpful to the conversation. Uh, the job of government is to punish those who do wrong and to praise those who do right. That's 1 Peter 2. Um, the job of the church is different. I mean, Governor Abbott has a responsibility. Governor uh, Walker has a different responsibility. President Obama has a different responsibility than we as the church do. Okay? And um, what I would tell you is it's important for us to always know that the rule of law is important. Law is not bad. First Timothy talks about that. Uh, Proverbs 13, 13 makes reference to that when it says, if you scoff at the law, you're going to be in debt to it. And it's talking about the law of God, but it's also talking about rules of order. Okay. And so as I was even thinking about this, you know, I, I will tell you that um, it's just a biblical truth and a principle. If you treat all people um, the same, then you're not necessarily being wise by saying, I'm going to welcome everybody. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 22, 3. The prudent see evil and hide themselves, but the naive proceed and inherit folly. And so some people are saying, hey, we got to be able to vet these people, all right, to make sure that they don't have nefarious interests. And a lot of people, by the way, Rick, that, that are on the Internet and talking about this are quoting a lot of Bible verses where words like foreigner and sojourner um, and alien are used. And, and, and there is a distinction. I'm going to get to this at the very end. Hang in there because there's a distinction between different words in the Hebrew. And some people are to be welcome and some people are to be more than watched. Okay? They're basically to be driven out. We'll talk about that and how it relates to this. But the rule of law is important. Secondly, facts are our friends. Here's a few facts. There's 60 million refugees worldwide. I've been in um, internally displaced people camps all over the world at different times. And these refugees are living in those kind of situations. There's been, um, you know, 12 million people have been displaced from Syria. 12 million. It's 20% of the world's refugees are right now coming from Syria because of the violence. Uh, almost a quarter million people have died. 12,000 of those are children. There's a collapse of infrastructure. There's no health system. There's a breakdown of public services, education systems for kids. And so kids are at risk. And so the facts, we need to know what's going on. People are suffering. Okay? And so what we've got to make sure that we know is that the law of love is always in place, whatever the facts are. We ought to make sure that we are loving people. That's our charge. Jesus said, um, you know, the great commandment is to love him, 
with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is like it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so we gotta ask ourselves: if I was an internally displaced person or a refugee in a foreign land, how would I want somebody to care for me, okay? I would tell you, I would want them to know about my suffering and to, and to, to help me. First um, John 3:17 says this. It says, "Whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him?" And so we need to make sure that um, the refugees that have come here already, people that are suffering in other places, uh, people that are poor among us, if we've got an ability to relieve some of their suffering, we should do it. That doesn't mean we let them into the land without vetting them because the rule of law is important. It's good to know facts. Some people do have nefarious interests, okay? But law, the law of love, is always in place, whatever the facts are. Gets me to my fourth point, and that is that the law of love is never contradictory to compassion or wisdom, okay? Jesus was full of grace and truth. He was never 50% grace, 50% truth, and decided which one to do at that particular time. He was always fully present with both. And so I, I've said before, we're not called to be nice, okay? We're called to be kind. And so you go, what's nice? Well, pleasant, right? I mean, just, um, you know, kind of get along with everybody. Yeah. Uh, but kindness involves compassion and wisdom. You don't, you don't have to hurt somebody to help somebody. And it's, uh, it takes uh, a lot of wisdom to be kind, all right? That would be the next thing I would say, is wisdom is not always politically correct. It's not what somebody wants in any given moment. And you've got to be prudent and make sure that you're careful in the way that you assign um, you know, decisions to particular complex problems. Love does not mean doing what others want us to do, okay? Uh, love means doing the right thing. It doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness. It rejoices always with the truth. But love is also not provoked, 1 Corinthians 13. We're not provoked by emotion or by fear. And there are some people that are just saying, because I'm scared, I'm not going to do something. And I would not be driven by emotion. I would be driven by prudence and wisdom and wise vetting. Some people say, when the government can tell me you can vet people well, we'll let them in. I've heard people throw this out. They said, hey, listen, if you're a parent and I give you 100 grapes and I tell you two of them are poisonous, are you going to feed those grapes to your kids if you don't know which ones are? Oh, you're going to say no. Okay, and so some people are saying, we don't know. There might only be two uh, terrorists coming through with all these refugees. So what we've got to do is not just, these people aren't grapes, they're people. And some of those folks are suffering. They're trying to flee the very terrorists that are uh, that we're making sure we don't admit, right? And so we should empathize with them and relate to them. And so love doesn't seek its own. This is not always about what's easiest for me, but we should still be prudent. Okay, we, we don't want to say you're not coming in till I can control this thing. Absolutely. Uh, but we've got to make sure that we don't put people at risk. That's why Governor Abbott said what he said. That's why you wouldn't feed your kids potentially poisonous grapes. You got to say, I got to do this as wisely as I can. And so what I would tell people is a lot of grace is needed in this thing. The Bible tells us this. You want to know what I require of you? This is Micah 6, 8. To do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with the Lord. And so I, I would just remind people that, be, that as we want to do justice and be kind to folks, it doesn't mean we have to let everybody into our country. All right, America is not the hope of the world. Jesus is. Instead of being concerned about the great admission, we ought to be concerned as Christians about the great commission. And so it's almost like we're saying either you let all, every Syrian refugee in or we forget about them and to hell with them. And we should never say that. So there are ways to care for them. There are Christian organizations that are actively caring about 
uh, Syrian refugees in these IDP camps. World Vision, I know, is actively at work. You can go to their website, see what they're doing. You can care for some of those people. And it's the job of our government to carefully vet folks and let them in. I know it's difficult to do because they don't have all the backgrounds and passports and information where you can check where they've been. But that's the job of our government to figure that out. It's our job to be proactive, and that's what love does. Love acts. It doesn't just sit and wait, Rick. Um, so we pray. We find organizations that can go un until we figure out if they can come. We might go ourselves, and, um, and we figure out how we can get actively involved. And our actions must be compassionate and wise. Okay? So I, I do want to just, I mean, we've gone a little bit here, but there's uh, a couple things I want to say about sojourners and foreigners. Okay, the Bible, when it uses those words, there's two words. It's the Hebrew word ger, which is a word used for like Ruth, who when she was with Naomi and she returned to the land, she said, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Those were people that they were to welcome, embrace, care for, and not take advantage of. Now there were others, sometimes translated alien, sometimes foreigner, it's dachar is the word. And that is a word for somebody that is not there with good interest. And so I'm going to tell you, our Bible, you've got to be careful. When it uses sometimes the word sojourner or foreigner, you better make sure how it's addressing that person. There are people that want to come here, that need to come here, that while they're here, want to love our people, want to love our land, want to live in a sane way. And those are the people that as the Statue of Liberty, I haven't memorized what the Statue of Liberty said, but I, uh, I wrote it down, you know, um, you know, at the Statue of Liberty when uh, it tells people, hey, give me your tired, your weary, your helpless, right? Which is basically a paraphrase of, um, of Matthew 11, when Jesus said, come to me all you're weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. It is naive to think if we just love people, Todd, just bring them over here and love them and, and they won't terrorize us. Look, there is evil among us. I think the people at the African-American Missionary Church up there in Charleston, okay, when Dylan Roof walked in and they welcomed him to their Bible study for an hour and a half, he murdered nine of them, and he told the police, you know what, those people were so nice to me, I almost didn't kill them. But he killed them. And there's going to be some people over here, I don't care how much we help, they're tired and they're helpless and they're weary. They're going to come and kill us. And so we've got to be wise. While we're waiting to welcome them, the great admission is not our goal. Be committed to the Great Commission. And so pray, get involved with organizations that are going to love them whether they're here or not. Care for people that are here that are already refugees that are placed in this land. Dallas, if you live in Dallas with me, it's one of the largest refugee settlement places in the country. We've got the entire world here, Rick. And so we got to care for the ones that are here. We got to make provision for the ones that are waiting. And we got to be wise. So I like President Obama's heart to welcome refugees. I like Governor Abbott's concern that while we welcome them, we got to make sure we're welcoming the Gur and not the Nahar. Okay? Let's make sure we're attentive to our job, which is to not make the love, uh, you know, our land is not the hope of the world. Our Lord is. And so let's serve him. Let's take our goods. Let's invest. Let's care. Let's pray. Let's act. Well, a lot of great stuff and a lot lot to think about. So uh, we hope that you'll check out realtruthrealquick.com. There we'll put some links to some of the things Todd mentioned there, some uh, links to some of the organizations that folks can partner with, some links to some of the messages that Todd mentioned. And, man, we just hope that you'll join with us just to pray for our country and really for our world. Amen. So we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.